Hello and welcome to Throw It In Rotation's Wildcard Weekend Preview Series. We're bringing you a preview episode for each and every wildcard matchup, providing you everything you need to be ready for a massive weekend of football. We've got injury reports, betting previews, key matchups, a look at the star players, what narratives are going to be written this weekend, and much, much more. Joining me as ever is Ashley Cadell. Ashley, set us the scene for our first game this weekend. Oh, well, I am completely and utterly so excited for this wildcard weekend. You know, can't wait to dig in. And first up, we have Carl Shanahan versus Pete Carroll in an NFC West wildcard matchup. Should be a pretty good game. Pretty interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Seattle snuck into the playoffs uh, with a 9-8 record, with the Lions beating the Packers in the final regular game season of the year to send the Seahawks through to the wildcard round. Could be Aaron Rodgers' final game at Lambeau Field, but we'll talk about the Packers, I'm sure, at some other mm, point. I'm sure we will. Plenty to discuss there, but the 49ers, they have really been one of the best teams in the NFL, especially over the last couple of months. They're on a 10-game win streak heading into the playoffs. And on the other hand, the Seahawks, they, they, did, they had a good period of the year, but um, they have been struggling. And despite winning their last two games, they've only won three in their last eight. But nevertheless, they have made it into the playoffs. There's a fighting chance. Can Gino, DK Metcalf, Tyler Locker, all those guys, could they do something? What do you think, Harry? Yeah, so I was kind of surprised to see the spread as big as it was at 10.5 points, obviously in favour of San Fran. Uh, when the line first came out, it's now nine and a half, and um, I, I think it is a lot to do with that form, isn't it? Like Brock Purdy's coming in, he's uh, the last overall pick, and, and he's ten and a half point favourites in in the playoff game. It's pretty insane, and it's pretty insane also to see Geno Smith starting starting a playoff game. We wouldn't have expected any of this at the start of yeah. the year. Mister um, Irrelevant and did, versus Geno Smith in the playoff Gino game. Versus Geno Smith, yeah. who was um, in a camp battle with Drew Locke. Uh, all those months ago now. Crazy. Um, and I, I did actually take the Seahawks plus 10.5 uh, a few days ago when it was available because mm. um, I'm, I'm kind of expecting this game to be a fairly low scoring, I think. I think it's going to be close despite the Niners having so many different ways that they can beat you. I think because they know each other so well and the Seahawks have been uh, dominated twice by the 49ers already this season. But I think this time Pete Carroll's going to going to cook up a little something on both sides of the ball to to keep it close enough and I think the Niners do win but I think the I think the Seahawks have got it in them uh to 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 keep it close enough. Yeah, pretty interesting because I had a pretty differing take. I I was sort of back in the 49ers the spread that I found was Minus nine and a half, so a little bit better for a 49ers perspective. Yeah. And I said I'd take that spread. Um, I think the 49ers offense is firing. The Seattle one just isn't at all. And uh, You look at the 49ers defense as well. It's, it's unbelievable. The likes of Nick Bosa, Chavarius Ward have been incredible. And Gino's been struggling. There was a period where he was doing well, but he has not been uh, the best of the last few weeks. So I'm back in the 49ers to cover that spread. So I think if we slow it down a little bit, I think it'd be a good idea to set the scene with the injury report. Things are looking pretty decent for both sides, to be honest, especially the 49ers. They're going to get Dre Greenlaw back, it looks like, after he missed the Week 18 game. Elijah Mitchell was back for Week 18 uh, after missing a good number of weeks. He looked all right, and he's hopefully going to be able to take the load off of CMC, who has 
himself popped up on the injury report with a little knee niggle. Expect him to be uh, ready and raring to go for his um, first playoff game after struggling on that Panthers roster for a while. Purdy, interestingly, has been dealing with a rib thing since the um, the demolition of the Buccaneers in Week 14, but now apparently he's feeling 100%. So uh, things looking really, really good for the 49ers in the injury um, aspect, which doesn't happen a lot for their for that franchise to be fair if you flip it to the other side Seattle have um have some good news as well D Eskridge is back off IR and in training but it looks like it's going to be too early for him to see anything meaningful Ryan Neal is back in training he's missed the last three games while DJ Dallas Noah Fant Shelby Harris have all showed up as non-participant in Wednesday's training obviously still plenty of time to play though um so I think let's move on to our star watch now Ashley is there anyone crazy uh what superstars are you expecting to to make a big impact now that we're into the playoff season well i think we all know who the main man is well considering the amount of stars on the 49ers team they there could be plenty but the man i'm going for is nick bosa just an absolute beast on the defensive line um he's just he's got 18 and a half sacks this year just incredible and he's so consistent as well a lot of the times you know a player may get four or five sacks in one game it sort of inflates the season but he is getting sacks in pretty much every single game he's consistent throughout and now he's going to step things up even more in the playoffs just what an elite talent that guy is yeah, he's, uh, he's one of those elite rare talents who's consistent as anything, but also is a big game player as well, will show up with the big sacks and the big moments in the big playoff games. Um, for me, I, I really want to see something big out of DK Metcalf, who's only had 200 yard, two 100-yard games this year. He's meant to be a superstar, gets paid like a superstar. He's athletically as a superstar and acts and walks like it and pulls off the crazy plays, however, so often... To match, but uh, I want to see I want to see him here do something crazy this game a, a wild catch. I want to see him carry the Seahawks to a playoff victory, lift up his quarterback Geno Smith, mm. get Geno Smith paid, um, and then also I'm looking at another wide receiver on the 49ers side of things. Debo Samuel is going to be angry, and you don't want to be facing a, an angry Debo Samuel. He's been watching from the sidelines for a few weeks. Only had 100-yard game. That's from scrimmage this season. Um, so I think if you're getting an angry Debo, nobody's going to be able to bring him down. He's going to have a massive game with a hell of a lot of missed tackles. Mm, yeah, Debo, what a guy. That's a huge um, addition now that Debo is back for the 49ers. Just going back to DK Metcalf, though, as you said, not been the best in the recent weeks. Just four receptions in his last two weeks for 43 yards. Zero touchdowns since week 14 and only six touchdowns on the year. His lowest since entering the NFL. He would really need a big game here to go against the Tide um, for the Seahawks. And as you say, try and get Gives Gino a bit of something. You know, we know what Gino can do, but he also has his limits. The guys like DK Metcalf, if Seattle are going to get anything from the game, they need to be having huge games, making plays. Uh, and then, and that's exactly what you see on the 49ers. As you said, uh, mentioning with Debo Samuel, they've just got so much talent spread across the offense. It's almost making it just too easy for Brock Purdy. Um, you know, he's got CMC where he can chuck it down to, uh, check it down to him. Debo Samuel often making plays uh, as a, lining up as a, as a back and also making plays in the air. Um, 
you know, we haven't even spoke about George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk yet. You know, there's just mm. they're a star-studded roster for sure. So yeah, absolutely a star-studded roster, as you say. And and on the reverse side of that, Seattle's current 53-man roster features just 21 players who have played in a postseason game. So there's a gulf here in sort of in sort of the class that we believe each team has and the experience that each team has. Obviously, this Niners team has been to a Super Bowl not too long ago, NFC Championship game uh, as well. So so what do we see as Seattle's route to victory there? Obviously. The Niners are nine and a half, ten and a half point favourites. We all expect them to win, but they have got Brock Purdy at quarterback. What do you see as Seattle's easiest route to victory? I think they they've got to impact the run game. Um, I think Kenneth Walker. Um, I think he has got to have a big game. Kenneth Walker walks the walk for the Hawks. <laughs> exactly. If that man yeah. can do it, then the Seahawks have a chance. Um, but earlier on in week 15, Walker only rushed for 47 yards from 12 carries. However, he has rushed for more than 100 yards in all three games since. So he is coming into this one on a good run of form. You know, he's managed 1,000 plus rush yards and nine touchdowns in his rookie season. I think Kenneth Walker will be a star for Seattle. But, um, you know, he's got to have a big game. And he's going up against the second best rush D in terms of yards in the entire NFL in, in the 49ers. And they've allowed just 3.4 yards per carry so it is going to be tough but if he can sort of give a little bit of room on that offense open up a little bit allow the likes of Metcalf and Lockett to come in Gino can perhaps start finding them give them a little bit more room but I mean that's just so difficult you know that's testament to the elite San Francisco linebackers uh, Fred Warner Dre Greenlaw as we've already mentioned they've both been incredible uh fourth and seventh respectively out of all linebackers according to PFF Warner with the fifth best run D PFF grade in the league at 88.5 um, it's really for me this is uh, all the statistics are pointing to a huge win for the 49ers for me yeah, no, I, I absolutely see what you're saying. And I, I think for Seattle to win, they, they need the 49ers defense to have a, a similar game to the one they did against the Raiders, which, yeah, admittedly, uh, this season has been an, an anomaly. Um, but they gave up 135 yards on the ground and 365 pass yards to Jarrett Stidham. I think that was his first ever start. Um, mm. So, yeah, you're right. Kenneth Walker, the third, needs to get going. Maybe Geno can, um, can pop a couple with... Uh, with his legs, which Jared Zidham did do in that Raiders game. Um, and then he, he kind of, he, I think he needs to get going early, um, Geno Smith, that is. He needs to rediscover his confidence and the, the dime-throwing ability and just uh, never-say-die sort of attitude, put the team on his back that, that he's had for most of the season. Let's hear from him now. The folks you said had written you off, maybe? What did they say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Right. Congratulations, Geno. <laughs> Thank you. Joke. They wrote me off, and I didn't write back. I ain't right back. That's the sort of attitude we need from Gino. A bit of swagger, a bit of bit of put the team on his back, throw the ball downfield, take some chances. Um, and also for Seattle, Tariq Woolens had a great rookie year. We're talking mm. about um, how young their team is, inexperienced in terms of postseason post games, um, had massive contributions from rookie this year. It's been kind of crazy. Tariq Woolens actually uh, actually had the lowest passer rating allowed of any defensive back this season with a wow. minimum of 50 snaps. Uh, that's pretty insane. Um, and I, I don't think it should be um, overlooked that, that Brock Purdy was the seventh was the last pick, obviously, in the draft this year. Um, he, he wasn't playing 
wasn't meant to be playing until whatever week. He's still learning on the fly. And I think it can easily be overlooked because he stepped up to every challenge that he's faced and answered every question beautifully so far. But, yeah, um, I, this I is agree there. Yeah, I, it's a ball, I see... different ball game now. It's a playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you, you, it's easily done. You've got so many guys around you helping you out. Where, you know, if it comes to crunch time and, and the 49ers are down, say, two touchdowns and he's got to start throwing it long, will he have the ability to do so? You know, you are sort of relying on the playmaking abilities then, you know, sort of short passes and just seeing if CMC or Debo can just sort of make those runs and just sometimes you can't just rely on your stars to make huge crazy plays it just doesn't work out like that and uh, you know very good point as well you know the defensive backs for Seattle have been very good you know Terry Quillen as you said and uh, MJ as well so I, I can see a lot of sort of giving uh, they, they allow Seattle do give up a lot in the past games to sort of running backs and tight ends so I'm, I'm expecting a lot of short passes from Purdy keeping it safe keeping it simple as sort of a Carl Shanahan offense with duos we've seen with the likes of Jimmy Garoppolo before um, you know getting it to CMC and George Kittle um, they're going to be the main guy if they can get some pressure on Purdy then that will be huge as well uh, the Seattle defense has been quite good at doing so they've had 45 sacks in the regular season which is tied 7th in the league but they only sacked Purdy once in week 15 so mm. if they can get a bit of pressure on him uh, there is chances of course um but you know, I think I've, it has it's all got to go down on as well as Gino as well. Going back to the Gino thing, uh, you know that offense has to be be firing. Uh, we look that the, the offense has not at all recently. The last few weeks no. they've scored twenty plus points in a game just twice in their last five, and it's a shame because Gino had a great start to the year, you know. But he's had just two games with a 70-plus PFF grade since Week 8 and only two games where he's thrown for over 300 yards. Mm. Um, and it, and then at least you look at the Rams last week. Um, he threw two interceptions and had his worst PFF grade of the year of 53.5. So he's not coming in to this very hot, as we said about uh, Metcalf and Lockett struggling as well. Um, every, every avenue I go, and as you said, yes, potentially if Purdy... If it is too much on him, but every sort of way I'm looking at it, the 49ers just have too much for me. If, if if it isn't really working with them, then, you know, they've got so many playmakers there who are just going to be the difference in it for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely get that. It is kind of ridiculous that how many different ways the 49ers can beat you. Just a team having Elijah Mitchell and CMC and pretty much nothing else, that could win a game for you just on its own if the, the run game just goes... Uh, go goes right on the day, and then they've got the receivers like Kittle and Debo, as you say, who can make massive yak plays. And then even if you do have a massive game on defense, maybe force the inexperienced quarterback into a few mistakes, a fumble, an interception, or whatever, you slow down their offense. But oh wait, they've got the best defense in the league, and they'll probably restrict you to, yeah. to thirteen points or less. Anyway, it is it is really tough for the Seahawks. Um, I think the fact that they've played them twice already this year plays into their hands. Pete Carroll is a very good head coach. I don't think he's going to let it be another blowout. And yeah, they the Seattle need things to go perfectly. You need everything to go right on all three phases of the ball for for it to be close late on even. And then they need Gino to step up late and, and make the game win and drive or whatever. But I just have a feeling uh, that it's going to be fairly low scoring, that it will be fairly close late um, and that the Seahawks will cover the um, nine and a half points. Mm. But yeah, I... I'm not looking anywhere else um, 
in terms of the money line um than a 49ers victory they've just got too many ways they can beat you do have some um do have a couple of bets i like though first one is just the debo touchdown i mentioned that i think he's gonna have a big game already uh, you're getting around six to four for any time or ten to one even for first or last which um I, I don't mind that i think there's a bit of value there on on the first touchdown debo there another player i wanted to highlight and this gives the biggest edge on pff's um bet finder as uh, ray ray mcleod the third for the 49ers just to have over uh, just to have a yard a receiving yard basically um, he has had a target in every game so far this year. Only three games has he not had a had a reception brought in, and and every time he does, he normally goes for over ten yards. You're basically just betting on him to have a catch. Um, and I, last few weeks or whatever, they've been getting him involved in the rush game as well. So you're getting about ten to eleven um, for for him just to be involved at all, basically in the past game. And I, I think the 49ers, whether they're doing really well or whether they're behind and struggling, perhaps that um, they're going to find a way to get Ray Ray McLeod involved for for a play or two, see what he can he can create himself. Yeah, I like it. I like it, Debo, um, for sure. Uh, I could definitely see him having a big game. You know, he's hungry. He's been injured for some parts of the season. It's the playoffs now. He's going to have the fire in his belly, but my pick for a touchdown, anytime touchdown scorer, will be George Kittle at 6-4. to four. Uh, I think that's great odds for me. Um, he scored a touchdown in all four of his last games, a total of seven mm. in his last four as well. So, you know, he's on fire. Um, that Seahawks D is allowing 106.5 rating to tight ends, which is the 24th worst in the NFL. And Kittle mm. also scored two, deep, two touchdowns against the Seahawks in Week 15. So at 6-4, to four, I think a uh, no-brainer for me. And then yeah. um, DK Metcalf, I've actually gone for under 61.5 uh, receiving yards at 5-6. to six. As we said, Geno's sort of been struggling in the past game. They're going to be under a lot of pressure from Nick Bosa. Javarius Ward has been an absolute monster at corner for, for the 49ers. And DK Metcalf hasn't had more than 55 receiving yards in either game versus the 49ers this year. So they're my two main picks, and I've actually backed that myself in a treble but Hello. with the 49ers spread of minus nine and a half I got. Nice. So that was a nice little treble there. Uh, I think the odds were about six to one on that. So, yeah, pretty interesting. Nah, I like it. And I do think the most the most common outcome, the most likely outcome, I should say, is the, the 49ers kind of walking away with it. Obviously, if you're a Cardinals fan, you've, you've seen a lot of these two teams. You've got a good feel for the NFC West. Uh, that's how I feel like... You are feeling about the game that the Niners are just going to walk away with it, maybe like 17, 21 points, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't see anything but a, a 49ers a domination, to be honest. I know they didn't mm. cover that spread in the Week 15 game. It was 21-13, but I think at that point, the 49ers pretty much already had the division wrapped up. Um, you know... Seattle obviously has still had a lot to more to play for than the 49ers in that in that game. I just think you know playoff time. Kyle Shanahan, no messing around. He's gonna want his guys in there, secure that win. No messing about. And I just I don't think the Seahawks are good enough. That's fair enough. Ash, um, 
been great to kick off this wildcard weekend podcast series with you that was the first game of course next up is the second game on saturday it's the chargers and the jaguars the first time we'll be seeing trevor lawrence the first time we'll be seeing justin herbert in the playoffs very exciting join us as we preview give you everything we need you need to know for that game and the rest of the games on this absolutely beautiful wildcard weekend. Thanks for joining us and see you soon. Let's go.